Today on Happy Hallmarkies, we talked the last three movies for us for this season on 2017. And we have special guest Nikki Whelan joining us for Romance at Reindeer Lodge. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everyone. Hello. Back to Happy Hallmarkies on AfterBuzz TV Drama. Here, it's, it's our last show this season. And we are cozy. We are very cozy. I told Marissa we could just sit here and have a movie night at the desk today. Because yes. I am so cozy right now. We've got hot chocolate. We do. What is this called? Um, this is Puppy Chow. Puppy Chow. Puppy Marissa chow. brought Puppy Chow. I made my uh, highly requested Puppy Chow mix snack <laughs> and we're in pj we are in pajamas everyone it's uh, just that time for those tuning into itunes definitely tune into youtube you, you have a, a beautiful what do you call it <laughs> it's an angel wrap angel wrap my star wars outfit it, you know what i can see that it's funny our engineer called it the virgin mary and i said i wasn't <laughs> intending to be the virgin mary but stacy in the like live mary. chat says the star wars outfit either way it's supposed that. to be the angel wrap is what it's called and it's so cozy and warm that's hysterical so you are introduce yourself oh yeah it's it's <laughs> seven love grove dr love grove on twitter and instagram i do love your outfit you do look like mary from the nativity scene but i'll go great. with that it's great hi everyone i'm serafini you can follow me on twitter at serafini tv um you can't really tell from this top half but i, I do have awesome red winter you can't really see there either um winter Pajama pants. See, my it's pajamas awesome. were not wasted. We'll take a picture afterwards. Okay. Definitely. So you guys can definitely tune into our winter discussion of... Yeah, these are the last three movies that we're going to cover. It's not the last three Christmas movies, though. We still have three more. Are afterwards. we at 30? We are at 30 now. Yes. So the last three, we'll, cu- we'll talk about what they are at the end. Yes, and we'll come back on January 8th, that Monday. So the week... After New Year's. Not New Year's week, the week after. Um, so today, before we t- cover in t- into our Christmas films, some fun news things that are coming to Hallmark, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channels too. Um, but be- before we even do that, do you have any fun Christmas traditions that you do with your friends or family? Ooh, fun Christmas traditions. Um, sleeping... By the Christmas tree is for sure a tradition, um, which I still love Christmas lights and sleeping under the Christmas lights regardless. But Christmas Eve, sleeping by the Christmas tree is for sure a tradition. Also, cinnamon roll monkey bread, I think is that's what it's called. Yes, I love monkey bread. For Christmas morning breakfast. What about you? And what about all of you in the comments and that's chat? That's awesome. Well, my family and I uh, were very heavily involved in the church that's in our area where I grew up. My mom, God bless her, uh, she has done the giving tree every year for the last 45 years. She's the one that sets it up for everybody in the, in the church. She puts wow. on the tags, sets up the lights and Christmas. It's, it's full out. She puts on the Christmas tags and then people grab them and buy clothes um they have specific like if it's um descriptions if it's a girl age mm. eight size small shoes size seven you know now is this related Four to kids. the wishing tree in a way concept yes in a way yes but it's the giving tree not the wishing tree. It's the giving tree. Because it's not wishes coming true. It's gifts. Yes. Got it's it. actual gifts for for the 
kids and families that unfortunately don't have as much mm -hmm. as the people who are fortunate to have a nice Christmas. So everyone in the church, you know, grabs tags, buys clothes, wraps them, brings them back to the church, and then we're the ones who um, give it to the actual people and they distribute them throughout the family. So that's what we do every year. Is so that on Christmas Eve or thing. Christmas Day? That's on, well, we gather all the presents two days before Christmas. Okay. So the people who are in charge of actually distributing it to the actual families, they have a day to sort everything, give it to all the families and the kids. So it's great. Um, it's very rewarding. Uh, that's what I grew up with. So I hope if you guys have any fun traditions like that or um, things of that nature, yeah, let us know. We'd, we'd love to, to hear them. But for our particular family... Uh, my dad's side of the family always has a Christmas Eve party. We do white elephant. Mm. So it gets crazy. We have a white elephant flipper. And hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. And everything, it's like full out. But what, what is a white elephant flipper? Um, well, well, it's it's an actual flipper, like a coin kind of thing that has the picture of a white elephant head on the front or a white elephant tail on the back. I have never done full a white, white elephant, elephant with that. Oh, I need fun. to do it. So that's our that's our tradition. So let us know your traditions. We'd lo we'd love to hear them. Yeah, I you know I did think of another one recently, like last two or three years, has been turning on those Hallmark Channel commercial free movies uh, on yeah. Christmas Day, which is continuing again this year. I don't know if that's in our they announcements or are. news. But. You know why they do that, right? Yes, Marissa, but I know you're dying to tell our Hallmarky viewers, so go uh, ahead. I will just impart some of my film knowledge in television Please knowledge do. For, for you guys. For why most movies on Christmas Day are commercial-free is because the people who are in the broadcast programming, they set up the movies with, without the commercials and stuff and literally set them in line, hit autoplay, and walk away. They can go home, spend Christmas with their family, and everything is just playing while it's being broadcasted, they don't have to worry about it. All they literally have to do is, prep, is press autoplay and walk away. So Which that's is why, why there's things, Yule there's Log no and various other things on Movies and Mysteries yeah, that's the, as well. That's the main reason why movies can play in its entirety. is because people who are broadcasting actually want to spend Christmas with their families too. So that's a little tidbit for you. But fun things that are actually coming to Hallmark and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries... On Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, this, a psych marathon is going to air. Have you ever watched Psych? Fun. I used to watch it when it was on Friday nights. I used to watch Monk and Psych both on USA, and now they're Movies and Mysteries. Yeah, it's a great show, and if you guys haven't seen it, they're starting from the beginning, so check it out. Psych Marathon, that's Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Next, we have the, the awesome Winterfest 2018 starts Saturday, January 6th already. So we're, we're going to have four new movies coming in January. So tune into that. All right, let's get into our first Christmas movie, Christmas Next Door. Quick thoughts of this one. 
Sorry, I'm eating Marissa's <laughs> puppy chow. I got, we're going to have to wait. This is the same dilemma as the cronuts. We yes. just want all the sugar at Christmas time. This puppy chow is full on chocolate, peanut butter, and sugar. It's so unhealthy. The way it's supposed to be made. I'll post the recipe eventually for you guys if you guys want to make it, but it's super sugary. Okay, so quick thoughts on Christmas Next Door. Well, I love both of these leads. Um, those of you who were with us for the Chesapeake Shores after show, obviously we love Jesse. And I told Marissa, I actually love Fiona, though this didn't end up being my favorite thing she's ever been in, but I actually love Fiona because I watched Daytime Divas, which was a great show based on the women of The View, and I loved her in that. And she Mm -hmm. played this mom who was, like, super conservative and had a trans son and was very conflicted and great acting, like, phenomenal performance, much more engaging (laughs) <laughs> to me than this one maybe, but I like Jesse. I like Fiona. So it was fun. I thought it was a really lighthearted movie. Um, and you know, just funny, like the violin practicing being Oof. loud and the author and the bachelor cookbook. And you know, it was just a lighthearted and fun movie. I texted my siblings were watching it on the East coast. We texted about it back and forth. Um, so I thought it was a very lighthearted and fun movie. What did you think? Um, I thought it was definitely lighthearted. I admittedly, I had a hard time getting into it more. So I had a hard time getting into the character of April. I don't know. For well, some reason you, she rubbed Can me I reveal that you way? texted me complaining about her? <laughs> yes. Yes. But I, I think it was more, I, I don't think it's against Fiona, but I think the character April, she sounded like too, and I'm not really one to judge, but she sounded too valley girl that I couldn't take her seriously. Well, I will say, I really like Christmas. I mean, look, <laughs> look <laughs> I mean, at us. We, we clearly do. love the holidays. Um, and so I don't like it when people who like the holidays are portrayed as being super ditzy. Yeah. And, like, they're just simple, basic people. Because I like to think that there's very kind, warm-hearted, caring people who like the holidays. So I did think, again, I've seen her in a much deeper, more dramatic performance. So I know that she's a phenomenal actress. I just thought maybe the way her character was written was a little bit over-the-top ditzy. Very. Um, But I still thought it was cute. I do have to say, how did that modern house end up on that block? Because I had to laugh the whole time. Every time they showed the street, I was like, I know sometimes there's variants in houses, but like, how did that modern house end up on that block? Cracked me up every time. I was, I didn't really think about that. I think it, I think that was obviously by design on purpose because it shows that he clearly is a sore thumb and he he sticks out like a sore Mm -hmm. thumb. He doesn't belong within like the big community that loves Christmas. I mean, we love Jesse Madcalf. We've covered all the Chesapeake Shores. So you know we're big fans of him and his acting. There's nothing wrong with him. You knew he was the Scrooge who wasn't into the Christmas spirit and he was eventually going to warm up to it. But what did you think of the people he was really interacting? Like uh, we had April obviously. We had his kids that helped him get into the Christmas spirit. See, I and we liked had his the, friends. I liked, well, his friends was a fun dynamic, but I really liked him with the niece and nephew. I believe Chelsea I and Liam, if I remember correctly. Yes. I actually, you know, sometimes I don't care for, not don't care for, but sometimes I'm apathetic to them warming up to the kids. Mm-hmm. This was one of the movies where I loved the dynamic of Eric 
and Chelsea and Liam. I loved the sleepover. I really did laugh all weekend about them convincing him. Because you know when you're a little kid, that's what you got to do when you go over to company's house or you mm-hmm. have a babysitter, is convince them that your parents let you do things that really is not accurate. And so they convince him to get this giant tree, and he thinks this is their norm. So I actually thought that was super fun. And I agree with what Stacy is saying in the chat. The kids brought out the best in Jesse's character, for sure. Yeah, Eric Redford. I, l- I love the kids. I th- I thought the the boy who played the nephew was great. Mm-hmm. Excellent. He had great, amazing timing and, and acting. I would love to see him in more Hallmark movies because Hallmark movies have a lot of children. He's a great child mm-hmm. actor. I was like, I've never seen him before, but I hope he's in more. He's He was phenomenal. Um, the, the things, I mean, we knew, again, Scrooge was going to warm up eventually. I keep calling him Scrooge. I just talked about Christmas Carol literally two hours ago, so Scrooge is ingrained in my system. But uh, the whole transition progression from, like, the bachelor, he's really not the spirit uh, Christmas spirit guy, but forcing, I loved how the mother was interacting, like, inadvertently, well, not really inadvertently, like, really purposefully making him spend time with the Yeah, kids. what did you think about the fake flu thing? I thought it was hysterical. I thought it was great. I thought it was funny, but I also thought if I was in that situation, I would be a little upset if I was on a project deadline. Right. And somebody faked a flu, and I'm trying to get a book done, and, um... Anyway, at least it all worked out in would, the end. But yeah, it's it was more for the purposes purpose of why the mother did that. It's like you know, you need to spend more time with your family. It's like all you do is send gift cards. Come on, be be more of that interactive uncle. You know, be be more that that guy for the family. I like that. So it helps obviously his his character progression. He his character did have an arc. Stacy pointed out the husband and I watched his transition by his hairdo. I did not notice that we could follow mm. his arc through his hairdo, but now I feel like I need to closely examine that. It happens because he started off very, very sleek, very businesslike, and then it got more disheveled and messy. Well, and you know what? My roommate even came in, and she she took one look, and Jesse was on screen with that super... I mean, I remember noticing the super oily, producty, slick-back hair. Mm-hmm. And she came in, and she said, Ew, what is happening with this hair? So I guess, I guess the hair was supposed to be obvious. Can I say, because those of you who and I know many of you. Uh, we got a lot of live viewers today. Uh, many it's a of Christmas you special. It is well, and many of you were here last week, and I was talking about. I think that I really don't like when they have the alternate girlfriend or like the alternate uh, female. I, th- right. They always annoy me, and it happened again this weekend. What did you all think of Bridget? Because I wrote in all caps, Bridget was horrid, horrible. I don't even have it in my notes, Bridget, because she did not matter. She, she reminded me of the woman in the Christmas train. Again, the alternate yeah. girlfriend that I really did not like in the Christmas train. I never liked the alternate girlfriend. And hello, Lori. Welcome. Yes. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, I, Bridget was awful, but I, I'm glad that she came back and they actually had more of a civil conversation. It's like, yeah, we're, we're not good for each other right now. Done. Moving on. We knew they weren't going to be together. But uh, speaking of the whole progression of the hairdo, this mm-hmm. reminded me of another film, just because progression of the hairdo. Uh, Chris, uh, the, the Family Stone. So good. You know, that is one Love of the most movie. under... So the, my favorite two non-Hallmark Christmas movies are The Holiday and The Family Stone. Family Stone. The Holiday plays all the time. I've already watched it this year on cable. But I feel like The Family Stone is not quite as known, but it's very good. 
it's great because even Meredith's characters, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, mm. beginning of the film is in a high type one. At the end, it's all the way down. Talk about the progression of an uptight person to someone who loosened up. All right. Anything else before we move on? We're moving on so fast because we have Nikki and we're excited to talk to her. Christmas um, connection. Well, wait. I do, I do have oh, one more do? thing. Right. Um, my one more thing is... I do feel for this character with if I had had all those things happen with Christmas. I mean, I, that is the one thing about this movie that kept catching my attention is I was like, he broke his arm or leg, something falling off a ladder. He had his car stolen. He got, he proposed he on Christmas. Like, really bad Christmases. And I, <laughs> I mean, that's a sad note to end on. But I mean, I really felt bad for this character because I was like, I would hate Christmas too with all of that. Anyway, yeah. um, yes, it was a lighthearted more like and fun movie. Circumstantial things. It's not him against the people. It was the world against him. Right. I don't think so. that's a Scrooge thing. I think yeah. that's just pain. Yeah. And you know, I will say in general because some Trisha was saying that this movie was kind of boring. I do think we're thirty movies in, so I do think we our are. bar is very high. About it really has to stand out at this point. It's high because we've seen so many, but we've also seen so many good ones that. Yes. They, oh, right. And I have really about good. I have about fifteen that I'm already planning to rewatch the week of Christmas, Christmas to New Year's. So yeah, we've go. seen we've been through a lot. Christmas right. connection. Christmas connection. I liked this one. Did you like this one? You know, I I uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is the problem when we're With thirty that. movies in. I run out of No, okay, I will say this. I loved the characters of this one. I loved the beginning. I loved the ending. There was a part in the middle where I felt like their seeking out the story for the newspaper wasn't progressing much. And I felt like their experiences were not that engrossing. Mm -hmm. But I love the way it started. I love the way it ended. And Sydney was one of my favorite characters of any Hallmark movie this year, to be honest with you. Yeah, I love Sydney. I love the look of this film. It looked gorgeous. There was bokeh in every single shot. And it was it looked high production, like visually it was stunning. And if for those who don't know what bokeh is, that's when that, that soft focus, that soft where all the lights in the background's nice and soft and you, you can tell it's lights but you can't see them in, in focus bokeh. It's gorgeous. Christmas bokeh all around. Um I I like the character of Sydney. Um Obviously, someone who travels a lot, doesn't have enough time to spend with family or settle down, and she, she's lived that single life. But I, I like this because this was another movie that had kind of an, I don't want to say unwanted pairing, but they were unexpectedly paired um, throughout. But I did like how the how Tom Ever Scott, Jonathan, like helped her actually find her family because she never knew. Like right. The, I mean, I, I definitely thought this one... Um, for an unwanted pairing, kind of, it was different than the norm. Like, it was a unique storyline. Tracing down the story of her parents was very interesting. I was watching it at the beginning, and I was like, how is she going to get stuck? Like, they kept yeah. saying goodbye, and I was watching it, and I was like, I know she's going to get stuck here. How is she going to get stuck? Winter um, storm. But you know what I will also say? I like that she wasn't one-dimensional. Like, she... This is a good example of, like, a complex character. She wasn't just a Scrooge. She liked travel. She liked having these adventures. Like, I thought her list of things, including the real reindeer, was really cool. And so it was a hard choice for her to give up, 
you know, the Rome job, but then she realized there was something she wanted more. So I thought the character development was really nice there. Yeah, I mean, I really liked the characters and all, and even the daughter played a, a great part, and and Jonathan's family. I felt there were some points in this movie where it did get repetitive. Only I'm only saying that because there were moments where they were having dinner, and then they went ice skating, and then they had another dinner, and then they went ice skating again. You know, they kept going back to the like and the that same was things. that was the section in the movie where I was like, I don't feel like we're moving yeah, forward no either in the romance that much or in the story, story. with the parents. Um, but you, I loved the way it wrapped up was really good. Yeah, I thought so too. I, I think it, um, and even her decision. Of course, we knew she was going to get Rome. There, obviously. That's the conflict for right. her. But after all this time spending it with Jonathan and his daughter, did you think, uh, or like, did you like how she was had that internal conflict? Or should she stay? Or should she go? Yeah, I I love conflicts where somebody has a dream come true and they realize that their dreams had changed. Um, because I think that's very true to real life. I think that a lot of times people have one dream, sometimes even for years or decades, but then the dream changes. And so, uh, you know, it's one of my favorite kind of movie storylines, particularly in this genre where somebody gets exactly what they thought they wanted and they realize that now they want other things. They want and, something different. Um, all the speaking time. of conflict, I forgot to say this about Christmas Next Door, but I thought this conflict was much better than the whole necklace thing in Christmas Next Door. Yeah. The ne- it, it seemed like it she weak. was overreacting to the necklace. This, I felt like the way it, the conflict you know, was very realistic, very understandable. Yeah, and, be, and I think it's also because that was more of an internal thing that and a an actual life choice that could drastically change your life mm-hmm. you know going somewhere else uprooting her well, life well and i liked how it showed her learning italian like it showed that yeah. she had really been working for this it wasn't something that she hadn't thought about or she, was ready. she wasn't on autopilot mode she really did want this yeah she she was ready and preparing for it so and after spending it like all all these all this time you know, just traveling and stuff. She never really had time to settle down and stay in one place for three days for that long. Right. Somebody said Brooke had a great connection with the girl. That's very true. And I, I, you know, I got to say, I loved her as a flight attendant. I loved the dynamic with with Leah. Is that right? The little girl? Mm -hmm. As the unaccompanied minor. Um, I, I really love that. And guys, I feel for flight attendants, like, this is my little pro tip insert here is if you want to make your flights better and just be really nice to the flight attendants, this is my suggestion for you. When you go to the airport, get a big bag of sharing M&Ms. I usually get one milk chocolate, one peanut butter. And then when you get on the airplane, ask to talk to the lead flight attendant and give them the M&Ms and say, all I ask is that you share this with your whole crew. Thank you so much for working. Um, Particularly if it's like a holiday or something and your whole flight will be in a better (laughs) mood. That is my tip. I'm just so appreciative of flight attendants and I really did love of her character and her bonding with the girl. So thanks for pointing that out, Stacey. I'll have to do that because you and I are both flying out this week. So that's a good tip. I'm telling you, you they your- will love you. Your whole flight will be so much happier. It just goes so well, you guys. Here's my tip for you because I did like how the first two or th- this movie um, took place in quote unquote Chicago. Chicago. Like it started off in Chicago, quote which unquote. I'm actually flying into Chicago Thursday. So I'm very well aware with O'Hare Airport. Um, but if you're ever in Chicago in the winter, I highly suggest you do ice skating in Millennium Park. It's very touristy, but very awesome. And uh, go check out Macy's Holiday Window Exhibits on State Street. Ooh. 
gorgeous. It used to be Marshall Fields back in the 90s, but then, you know, they got bought up by Macy's. So now it's the Macy's window exhibit. Gorgeous. All up and down State Street. And make sure you have Starbucks in one hand and a hand warmer in the other, because that's how you will get through Chicago Winter Alive. Moving on. Uh, let's talk about Romance at Reindeer Lodge. And we have special guest Nikki Whelan is going to be Skyping in. Skyping in. in. Which, okay. Really soon. All uh, the way from Melbourne. So. This was my favorite of the weekend, which I'm not just saying because we have a guest. I really did think this one was my favorite of the weekend. I loved this one, too. It was so fun. In fact, I... um. I would put this as my second favorite. Somebody's skipping in. That was Anthony. I don't know. I can't tell what's going on. That, that we're, was definitely our engineer. We're calling Nikki right now. <laughs> we're on the. We're in the process of getting Nikki on the line. No, but I. I would put this right up there with magical Christmas ornaments as favorite of movies and mysteries for the entire season. I mean, I really. I knew I was looking forward to it because I love these kind of storylines. I think we got her. Hey, hello, Nikki. Thanks for joining us on Happy Hallmarkies. Cheers. We can see her. We're having some audio techno technical difficulties. Hi, Nikki. Oh, while we figure out the the right, while we figure out the audio, it's technology up in here. We'll get her in a second. I really like this one. It it was fun. It was light. Um, there there were some serious moments, and it was on Hallmark Movies and Mystery, so you know that there's going to be a serious story. But it it was. Great because it it was a traveling type of film, and we we see which I love. It's another story where there's uh, you know we're trying to save a location, but w once the people are all together, they have to like bond together to you know save whatever it is that they need saving. Well, and clearly we like. Can she hear us? No. Okay, I'll keep talking. <laughs> um, clearly, we like those kind of storylines because every time that they have surfaced this year, we really enjoy them. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Can they see her, or are we not, are not yet? That's just on we our screen. We can screens. see her. Anthony? We can see her. Yeah. She's on the line. We're. She thank is. you we all for your her. patience, listening, watching live later. <laughs> thank you all for your patience, um, Lori. Yes, guys, try my M and M's. Any of you who are flying this holiday season, try the M and M idea. See if it brightens someone's day. See if it lifts the energy of your flight. Um, I, I will definitely try that. But, uh, you know, there were f great, fun storylines uh, with this one. I, I, I liked the dynamic of the, the whole um, the radio contest, and she thought it was actually real. I really laughed for, Vermont. like, a, a good 20 minutes about it. I mean, I thought the premise was hysterical, and just the way it went down was so funny. Um, also, it's funny that you point out movies and mysteries, because initially I was thinking, this isn't quite as serious of a premise to be on Movies and Mysteries, right? Because it reminds us of, like, Christmas at Holly Lodge or something. Mm -hmm. But but then there was a moment where I was like, there's a lot of conflict and drama in this movie. I literally wrote down lots of conflict after they discovered the reindeer thing, and then the woman burst into tears, and I was like, there's a lot of conflict and drama in this movie, and that makes perfect sense. Now, Stacy said she had to ask Siri if there was a Jamaica in Vermont, and Siri confirmed that there is. Yeah, I actually looked it up, too. I was like, is there a Jamaica? And apparently there is. Uh, I, I believe it's, don't get me wrong, it's like northern Vermont. I think. I think. I looked at the map once. There was some night. R, was it Runts, Rumsford? 
There was some R word city beyond besides Jamaica that they kept putting on the screen. I think where the airport was. Hey guys, I just want to jump in here to let you know what's going on. Oh, uh, okay. Just uh, one of the wires got removed from the mixer, so I'm just going to get that plugged right back in. They'll be ready for Nikki. Awesome. Thank you, Stephen. Cool. See, it's a fun technology that every once in a while does not like us, but we shall succeed. Don't worry. We're going to have Nikki on, and we're going to talk all about this film, because we really did enjoy it. I, I, like, I really like the characters in, in this one. I did, too. Again, it was my favorite of the weekend, and up there in terms of my favorites of movies and mysteries this weekend. Um, I, honestly, I have so many notes. I still am laughing about Jamaica. I texted my siblings, who I talk into watching Hallmark movies, and I said, you need to watch this one where the girl thinks she's going to Jamaica for Christmas. <laughs> and she's going to Jamaica, Vermont. I I just love the whole reveal of that, how she didn't realize till she was on the plane. Um, and then, you know, of course she wants the plane to stop and she's like, oh, can I just get out really quick? And they're like, ma'am, no. Yeah, no. I love how Jared did try. And I think it was really smart to have two different people go to the same location, obviously with different objectives um, that kind of start the whole whole movie. Well, and it was nice because they were both in such different places. You had her winning the sweepstakes work. I mean, ironically, usually we have a contrast where one of them is like a workaholic and the other one loves Christmas. The truth is, neither of them had a good relationship with Christmas. He was there to foreclose. She was there trying to run from work and go to Jamaica. So ironically, neither of them was a big Christmas lover, which I actually think made it a really nice development for how they both ended up having a good experience. Um, the full moon thing was interesting. The reindeer. I do want Rum Punch now. Rum Punch sounds fantastic. I, I like I like these movies. How the, I think one of our first ones was the martini and then this one. I, the you know, I still haven't forgotten about the candy cane candy martini. Cane so now I need to drink a candy cane martini this week and a rum punch. Alright, sorry. I'm just trying to communicate with them to get the the audio working we have the video we don't have the audio but we will get nikki on don't you worry um yeah i I think it was fun uh i did like the the conflict obviously with the whole uh with jared now finding out he works for his father who they are the ones foreclosing on this lodge well and i i liked the way so several drama things happened at once because you had they needed to get the photos of the reindeer and then they had a rocky moment in their relationship plus you had there's no reindeer plus you had they might have to foreclose then his father shows up then you have their relationship drama so i mean there was a, again that that's why movies and mysteries is there was a lot of drama and conflict hitting at once. Uh, Stacy says martini, punch, and eggnog are those the three holiday beverages? Is that what we're concluding? Yeah. Martinis, punch, and eggnog. Probably, I will maybe. say I will also <laughs> take the milk and cookies happy hour as well, though. Yes, or you can have this puppy chow that I made. Oh, we should eat puppy chow. I wish that we could, guys, we need to get technology to a point where we can send food through the screen, through the device, because you could eat this puppy chow. Oh, the eggnog from Finding Santa. So those are the... That's right. That's right. So those are the official Hallmark beverages of the season. The candy cane martini, the... What was the family with their famous eggnog? The Allen family? Was it that right? The Allen recipe? Yeah. The famous eggnog in Finding Santa and now the rum punch. Yes. Um, good things. And 
And while you're drinking that, you can drink our Happy Hallmarkies game. You know, drinking game. Because that's a, always fun. Uh, yeah, the the I liked the whole story where the lodge is called Reindeer Lodge, but yet they don't have um, reindeer, you know, which is ironic. Can Nikki hear us? Okay, she can, hear, she can us, but... hear us, but she's still not coming through. Okay. Um, she should be, though. Every, every setting we have... Interesting. Maybe a mic be on her end. Let's see. Is her? Oh, she's wearing a mic headphone. Okay. Maybe it's muted. Maybe if you remove the headphones, we might hear her too. So we'll see. We're gonna get this working, you guys. Just bear I'll with us. I'll try to call back in a second too. That might okay. work. Okay. Just bear with us. We, we will get technology on our side here. Um, yeah, but what, what did you think of the lack of reindeer? Well, I thought it, I actually really appreciated the zoo point about we're not a zoo. Which is a little shade at zoos, but like there is a difference between a nature preserve and a zoo, mm-hmm. and um, and so I thought it was a very valid point of like we only want the reindeer here if they naturally come here. We don't want to make them stay, you know. We're not going to make them stay in cages or pens or something. Um, and so I, you know, I liked how many different layers of the storyline it was, and honestly, they created the perfect storm where his dad showing up. What he thought, you know, his dad, of course, surprised him and it wasn't what he thought. But initially thinking they're going to have to foreclose. His dad is now here. She's mad at him. Everything's just falling apart. Um, And then even they try to have the party and it seems like nobody's coming. So plenty of conflict and drama in this movie. Plenty of. Also, can I just say, I was so proud of her character when she finally just caved in and and gave up on the phone thing. Like, it's funny. I feel Mm. like the calls started coming in for her once she finally accepted, I don't have a cell phone. I don't have a charger. We probably don't even have service. I'm just going to give up on it. Um, But I got to tell you, and I, I... texted someone while I was watching this and I said these movies always put me in a mood for holiday travel and it like makes me okay with things going wrong because I'm like oh it's all working out for the best I'm every time there's a delay something goes wrong you get snowed in I'm like oh I'm sure it's working out for the best um, Stacy says you didn't see everything revealed it was layered right it was yeah, very it was. layered and honestly I don't remember exactly when the conflict started hitting, like an hour 20 in, an hour 25, something like that. But I remember looking at the clock and thinking, we're a little bit early to have this much stuff hitting the fan already. And I was like, how is this all going to play out? But that's exactly what happened is it it played out over a period of time. It did. Um, And I thought it was like well paced. I never once lost in. Like not to say lost interest, but like it never lost my attention. Right, I was well, and that, captivated the from the entire story. That is what reminded me of Holly Lodge. Beyond just the obvious comparison of premise, is that the Jamaica thing was so entertaining mm-hmm. that when you, you just got sucked into it, you know what I mean? It wasn't unlike other movies where you really have to lean in to pay attention, see what's going on, follow it. Um, I thought that we got sucked in really easily, and you could just sit there and enjoy it. It was a very easy thing to get into it was um i I think like it was a great premise i mean we've seen a lot of movies that have that that same premise of like uh, something's going to get foreclosed we were getting evicted and yet they had to find any means of how to save it and what did you think of the auction um coming from molly clark who at the beginning never wanted to be there in the first place but at the end was doing everything she can to save that place well 
I thought it was a great juxtaposition against this guy who's hiding the secret that like he's there to foreclose on it. Um, but I thought she had a very natural progression of discovering what this place meant to so many people. Um, you know what I mean? Like her, she didn't come around too quickly. Um, I think she had to experience it for herself. Um, the people warmed her up to it. Um, and honestly, she fell in love with the place independently of the guy. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, mm-hmm. she's falling for Jared as time went on. But I think that the place came to mean a lot to her to the point that even when she was mad at Jared, she was still fighting for the lodge. She still, you know what I mean? She still yeah. cared about the lodge. Um, and I, you know, I, one thing I do want to point out about this movie is I liked Greg and Kayla so much. Sometimes the side characters, I, I don't feel like add a lot, but in right. this movie, I feel like they did. Um, I'm glad that we had both of them in the storyline. I thought that the conversations they had were really nice. Um, just a nice dynamic to have them in the storyline. I agree. And and we've seen the other movies where there's too many people where it gets lost in conf- in translation with p- characters, storylines, like who's who, um, who's important. And I thought the friends were a great uh, added dynamics to this new quote-unquote couple because um, they were put together um, – and I, I think they were, they were like a fun match to play against because they were the ones who were already together, um, going through their life situations together. And we even saw them. They had a fight. Well, so, like they felt like that real couple. Can I just say as a life coach, that's a very believable situation. And somebody in the Facebook group that Lori, Lisa, so many other viewers of our show are a part of moderating. Um, somebody was saying today, I like when we get to see people a year later, not just to see the happily ever after, you know, kiss at the end that Hallmark is so famous for, but to see how things play out in the long run. Um, I thought it was really nice to have a couple that's celebrating their first anniversary. Be- and, and again, a very, I can tell you, a very believable dynamic that they mm-hmm. would start to, qu- that she would start to freak out, question things, whatever. I mean, everybody has speed bumps, and that's a very normal thing. And they had this photo book planned. They really need the photos. You know, I just thought it was a nice storyline, very different, as I think Lori was saying earlier. Um, yeah, they showed her that they were absolutely a real couple, and that's something that a real couple would go through. Right. Do we have progress then, Nikki? Wait, I just heard, I hear her phone microphone, but I don't hear her talking. Oh, okay. Hello. Hello. Oh, Hello. wait, we got her. Hi, Nikki. Is that like... Oh. <laughs> we got her. Okay, yes. I was freaking out in here trying to figure out. There we go. Technology. I'm watching you freak out. <laughs> All right, thank you, Stephen. Right, I'll turn my camera off. You guys have a good show. <laughs> thank you. That is Stephen Lemieux, one of our producers here at AfterBuzz, getting things done. We love it. Hi, Nikki. Thank you so much for Hi. joining Hi. us. Can we blame it on the fact that I'm a, a day ahead of you guys? It's actually Tuesday lunchtime here. That's why we're having problems. Yes, we're, tr- <laughs> yes, we're we trying to time travel into the Christmas future. But let me tell you, the future is great. Tuesday is amazing. You guys are going to love tomorrow. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, you're <laughs> Skyping in all the way from Melbourne. First of all, thank you so much for being on the show. And we loved this movie, as you can tell, because you could hear us raving about this film. You guys are scaring me. You know more about it than I do. <laughs> you have analyzed it so well. Oh, yeah. No, well, we, we, we love home. We weren't going to analyze it this long before we brought you on. But when technical difficulties <laughs> persist, you you move through. But we're seriously, we thanks for it. your patience. We're glad to have you on. Oh, uh, thanks, guys. 
Yeah, so you're you're calling all the way from Melbourne. And what I liked about this movie, there was a lot of importance about like family traditions and and the traditions at that lodge. Uh, so starting off, do you have any fun family traditions that you do with your family or friends? You know, it's weird because I in Australia it's summer over Christmas, so everyone's like, "That's so weird." My whole life, I come home to Australia over Christmas and it's boiling hot. We run down the beach on Christmas Day. We do everything the same as you guys. So we have decorations everywhere. Everyone's going out. We eat the same food except we um, add in a barbecue out the back on Christmas Day because it's so hot and maybe running down the beach. But even all our Christmas cards still like have snow on them and stuff. Like We have the whole idea going, but um, it's just not. It's summer. But we're so traditional down here. Christmas is huge. Um and I only spent one Christmas in LA, actually, and I really didn't enjoy it. The town shut down. I wasn't with family. I was really unhappy, so I always vow to come home every Christmas. Um, and everyone's Australians love to party. Let me tell you, this place is going <laughs> off. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Now, you, you've actually appeared on AfterBuzz a couple times, and the other things you were promoting was, like, Rebirth and From Dust Till Dawn. And so, you know, like, you've done some dark thriller horror and now taking it 180 to hallmark channel and, and hallmark <laughs> movies to to the lights very way let me than tell you done all about finding the light i am not a dark person at all so the last two years i've spent the better half doing these psychological thrillers like crazy dark movies where i'm a killer and i'm it's so not my personality so when this movie came around i was so happy to end the year in such a lovely way <laughs> Do you prefer doing, like, the dark, twisted kind of content compared to the light of Hallmark? Do you have a preference? No, I like light and happy. When I first moved to America 10 years ago, I was always doing comedies and fun stuff, and something happened, and I kept drawing in all these dark movies, and I feel like Romance at Reindeer Lodge has lifted me out of that dark cloud, and I'm back. You're back. That's great. Well, I do have to ask, obviously, within the context of doing a lighthearted romantic comedy, you still got to play someone with a little bit of attitude. And I was curious, watching it, is that difficult to play, or is it, like, fun to play somebody that just can't be bothered, has an attitude? I don't know. You know what? I always find in movies like this, it's, you know, we're all sort of portraying different characters, and we have to have that come across, but I just still wanted to make her likable. Guys, I haven't actually been able to see the movie myself. I've only obviously performed and I haven't actually seen it from top, from the beginning to the end yet. So I don't know how much my character Molly played that she was a little, you know, a little bit sticky at the start where she was, I I wanted everyone to know that she was really uncomfortable, but I also didn't want to make her painfully uncomfortably and annoying because we've got to put up with her the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted her to have some sort of redeeming heart to her and realize that, the only reason she was that way was because of the pain she carries around that time of year um, mm-hmm. that makes her a little bit bitter and a little bit defensive. Did that come through? You have to be honest, guys, because I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I definitely, and I'm not just blowing smoke up here, um, but I definitely think it, it showed, um, It showed, and you did a great job, because I think you definitely did a great job of conveying your character was frustrated at the beginning, thinking it was the paradise Jamaica when it wasn't. But your character was so likable throughout, and she had empathy and compassion for these people who was being obviously affected by losing their lodge. And she got to a point where she wanted to do anything to help these people. And you did an amazing job of going from someone who was frustrated at the beginning to someone who, like, was 
definitely needed at that lodge then and there when they needed the the help the most. I'm glad to hear that read through because it's those things that put movies together is those sort of explanations. And like I said, because I haven't seen it yet, I don't know how it all sort of moulded in together. But, yeah, it's it's funny because being back in Australia, I have a lot of friends here that don't have families and we have a lot of sort of extras at our house on Christmas Day. Mm. And people do genuinely find Christmas to be a really uncomfortable time for them, especially if yeah. they're not with family or they don't have family. Um, but I've always been so lucky to come home every year and have mum, dad, my brothers and my sister and the kids and relatives and I really do. So playing a character that's really afraid of Christmas was interesting and it kind of makes you realise there are people that genuinely fear this time of year. Um, so being taken out of your comfort zone and being thrown into a situation um, it can sometimes be really rewarding. Well, someone said in the live chat they really appreciated the scene that your character had um, talking about how she didn't fit in with her mom and her stepdad's family. And I thought both your character and the Jared character, you both had kind of complex storylines where it wasn't just this like stereotypical, oh, they're a Scrooge, they're annoyed by Christmas music. But I think it was very reflective of how a lot of people feel that there's just painful memories Mm -hmm. or lack of family, belonging, whatever it is. So, you know, for a lot of people, it is a sticky time of year. And honestly, I felt for Molly just because she was using work as the... Yeah, I don't care that I'm not doing anything for Christmas. I have work. And then they cleared the schedule for her. So I felt for her because I was like, she doesn't have the excuse anymore for why she's alone on Christmas. (laughs) Right. Well, this is the thing, being forced into those positions. And what I like about this particular Hallmark movie is there's that is real. Like, that is, there are people that have, it's all about, you know, because reality TV is so big now and you've got to try and keep your audience convinced as possible with storylines. And I love to sit down and watch a lighthearted, feel-good movie, but in the same breath, you do need to have a sense of realism to it. And I think what I liked about this script was the characters do have backstories and she does have her mum still there, but she's remarried. They're in Florida. It's kind of weird. People can genuinely relate to that. Mm-hmm. Parents remarry. This is all real stuff that happens in real life with people. And, and, um, you know, the new boyfriend or the new husband and their kids and sort of melding. It's all odd and weird. And these are real things that we all go through. And then, you know, Jared's character having a bizarre relationship with his father, even though they work together every day, cut to they can't stand each other outside of the situation. These are all quite real things that all come into fruition around Christmas time. You know, Christmas time does weird things to people. So to make a Hallmark movie, which you always feel good movies, but to have a bit of realness to it, it was quite lovely, you know? Absolutely, and I, I did love that. Now, I did some research for, for this film, and I read that it was filmed in November just a month ago. So yes. you just wrapped this film. <laughs> That's such, and, and Hallmark is great at such a fast turnaround. But what was it like filming in, I believe it was Connecticut, yes? Yeah, we're in a small town called Wallingford outside of Connecticut. Can I please tell you, it was... Okay, so we do all the the temperatures different here but in Australia, but it was like 25 degrees, 30 degrees. We were freezing cold. I couldn't breathe. Everything you saw, I was trying to act like I was warm. It was so, so bitterly cold. I went directly from that set back to LA where it was like random heat wave to Australia 
where it's an even bigger heat wave. My body is so out of whack. (laughs) (laughs) It's all confused. We actually, uh, speaking of which, you you said you were in LA. Stefan and I were actually at the Holly Lodge screening party with you. You you may not have seen us, but we did see you there. So yes, yes. we did. I know. I know your voice. You've got a really distinct voice. It's husky and cute. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, and but everyone loves your voice too, with your Australian accent as well. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a little husky. I've had a couple of exciting nights since I've been home. So <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but you you were uh, American in this film. Was that difficult for you switching back and forth from an Australian can, accent to my, this? I, I think it has its. It would be hard if I was required to do an American accent in Australia because when I'm surrounded around the Aussies, you can probably tell my accent's really thick. When I'm away with Americans, it's a little bit easier, but you have good days and bad days. You know, this was a very, very quick turnaround, to be honest with you, and um, there was no time for ADR, which usually I, naughtily, but I, I tend to sort of prey on ADR, being able to go back and fix up some stuff. I think I possibly may have slipped a few Aussie words out in there, but, um, you know, you never know. Molly could have had Australian relatives, you know. She, she definitely could have. Uh, somebody in the live chat is asking, was there any particular scene that you loved filming or was your favorite to film? Um, do you know what? I'm always a fan of dinner table scenes because mm. I love food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get to eat all the food and you see how you see those cookies mincing around set and those hot chicken, all that stuff on the table. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. I got to eat it. So at the end of every take, I would ask props if they could leave me a portion on the side. I know that's really naughty, but that's um, that's a naughty side of it. Yeah. I, so I love food scenes because I'm always eating constantly. I've got to be honest with you on this film. I really liked anything that was inside. It was so cold, guys. I'm not complaining, but this one was probably the coldest set I've ever worked on in my entire life. <laughs> everything indoors was um, working well for me. Oh, I believe it. Stefan and I are actually going to cold weather in just a couple days, so definitely we know the cold. It's funny, though, because Hallmark movies are notorious for filming in, like, July, August, and so people are sweating in the Christmas movies, not this one whatsoever. This was real. I know. We kept talking about that. Everyone's like, we're usually in Toronto and Canada. It's all warm. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. You guys have got to come out and film in the real deal. It was bitterly cold. I don't know. I have been to New York in winter before, and it's next level. Yeah, I think it's just so extreme coming from L.A., you know? Yeah, right, which is the complete polar opposite. Um, speaking of yeah. real, uh, this movie also had reindeer, yes? You you worked with it, real it, reindeer? What, what was that like? Well, uh, to be honest with you, we didn't actually get to see them. That's all um, tricky camera CGI stuff. Interesting. Okay. That's what I thought. But then when you said that, I was like, maybe Marissa had information. No, I assumed it was CGI. I I read somewhere. We did have a plan to have the real reindeer brought up to um, set. But I can't remember what what went down and why we couldn't. We were all gutted. We really wanted to. I wanted to see real reindeer. Are you kidding? Of course. Um, And we're on a random farm where we were filming. I can't remember what the reason why I couldn't get up there. So we had to pretend, unfortunately. Okay. I noticed some of them looked a bit CGI, but I read somewhere that there was that- actually like one real reindeer. Goes to show you how accurate the internet is. <laughs> but I, th- that's I know I- great acting. <laughs> yeah. Great, great acting. So um, now, like, how did you even get involved 
with this film? Like, did did you audition for it, or did you like when you got the script? How did, how did you even get this particular film? Um, you know, it was a very lucky opportunity. I know some um, different production companies that work for Hallmark. I have a great relationship with Hallmark. I've just known a lot of the crew over there for a while. And this was actually an offer. Um, they sent me the script. And mind you, the one of the original drafts of this script was very, very different. And that's actually what I read. Um, it was still great, but it wasn't. Uh, it, there were some things that needed to be changed. And uh, I agreed to doing it off the original script. And on my way to Connecticut, there was an entire rewrite. So I was getting fresh script as I was arriving. And I love wow. what they made, the changes they made to the script and what we did. It made a lot more sense in the end. Um, all versions of it were really good. I, I quite liked it. So it's just about having a relationship with some people that were involved in it. And I'd always said, I really want to do a Hallmark movie. They're such feel-good movies. Home and Family, who are also affiliated with Hallmark. I've been on their show a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big fan and I know Laurie Lachlan and all those guys. And they're just... I just love their jobs and I love their careers and they have a great time making these movies. So um, it was just nice to finally be a part of one. Yeah, and that's excellent. And I think the great thing about the Hallmark community is like once you're in, you're in. You'll, you'll, yeah. Do you have any other Hallmark movies coming up that you may be able to tell us or any plans for more Hallmark movies? I hope so. I'm such a fan. I've got to be honest with you guys. They really are one of the most incredible networks to be a part of. It, there's a when you go and be be a part of any of their stuff, it feels like you're going home. Everybody is so kind and connected to you. It's a different vibe. It's not like a a movie making vibe. I can't explain it. It's like being at home. They really bring a different level of energy to it. So I hope that uh, there'll be more opportunities in the future with these guys because it's been a real treat. Well, we're getting a lot of people in the live chat. That was the number one question is, would you do anything more with Hallmark? Would you do any Hallmark shows or movies in the future? So let the record reflect. We all hope so as well. Thumbs up. Yes, for for sure. Now, I do have to ask you before we let you go. I know you're a big Star Wars fan, which completely digressing from our movie now. But what were your thoughts on Star Wars Last Jedi, without spoiling too much for those who may not have seen it. All I'll say to you is, I am a small child, and (laughs) for Christmas, people send me a lot of things Star Wars orientated. My house back in LA has everything Star Wars, right down to a Darth Vader toaster. Um, After seeing the movie, I went, you guys can see me, right? Mm -hmm. I went and bought myself a pie. Pork! I got myself a pork. Awesome. This is how Star Wars obsessed I am. This little guy, can you see? Look. Oh, my God. I'm dying over this character. So if that doesn't tell you how obsessed I am, I went all the way to Target to find him last night um, after I saw the movie because I came so obsessed with it. I bawled my eyes out. you got to understand, I grew up with these movies. Um, it's a huge thing in our family. We go as a whole tribe. It's just everything about these movies it, just, I don't know, rings this sense of universal truth. I think it just brings everyone together. Um, I don't know. They're genius. Last Jedi, rock. I just I just hate that we have to wait so long for the next one. I know. <laughs> but it's so cool. So, yeah. Yeah, so you can consider that a family tradition, watching those movies, yes? It really is. Yeah, we all get dressed up and go. It's so fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Nikki. We loved having you. And, of course, when you're back in L.A., you're welcome back to AfterBuzz to actually be in the studio anytime. 
Yes, please. I'll see you guys very soon and have a very, very Merry Christmas. You, you too. too. Have Thank an amazing you week. for calling in all the way from Melbourne. Hopefully we're not taking too much of your time away from your Christmas and family traditions. So thank you join, for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon, maybe for your next Thanks, Hallmark boss. movie. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Awesome. She was great. Yeah, I love her. I love this movie. Yeah. And what an ending to our, uh, as we stated, not the ending of Countdown to Christmas or holiday movies on Hallmark, but what a great ending to our Countdown to Christmas movie discussion on Happy Hallmarkies in 2017. Absolutely. It's just the last show of the year, and she was an amazing guest. Um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, go check out After Buzz TV Spotlight on interviews. Nikki's actually done two of them, so go check out both of them. She's been here to the studio. She's super great. And, um, you know, she's very well-spoken and has an amazing career, so go check that out. Also, um... So we'd love to have her physically in the studio when she comes back to L.A. Maybe and we'd love movie. to have her in another Hallmark movie for real. Yeah. So before we go, let's talk quickly talk about the fun upcoming things that's going to be happening um, over the time that we actually are going to be gone because we're both going to be out. Um, we return January 8th. That Monday. Numbers, numbers. I'm like going in my head. So the first thing, we'll start with the Christmas, or the, the holiday specials that are coming out. Uh, starting with a very happy Yule Log special. That's on movies and mysteries starring Happy the Dog and Cat. Um, I don't know exactly what's going to be in this because, you know, animals can't talk. Have you seen it before? I have not. Oh, it's so cute. It makes me so happy. It's like a Yule log. Happy but the instead dog. of just showing, it's like a fireplace and a mantle and a Christmas tree area. But instead of just showing the fire, it like cuts to shots of them sitting on like couches. <laughs> and then sometimes it shows them like walking in front of the fire. It really is the cutest thing, you guys. It makes me so happy. So that airs Sunday, December 24th. Uh, if you want to see Happy the Dog and Cat. Um, we also have Holiday Homecoming with Jewel. Jewel's very big in the Hallmark community. That airs Monday, December 25th. I love Jewel. Is that Movies and Mysteries? That is Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Okay. Yes. So she has some fun performances, uh, some of her classic songs, original holiday songs, and she's just performing. I mean, love Jewel. She's fantastic. And then, of course, the yearly 129th Rose Parade. That's on Hallmark that's Tuesday, January 1st, on actual New Year's. Oh, that is a classic. Classic. And that airs all day long. All day long. Last year, I watched it for like five hours with my one of my best friends. I mean, it's awesome. So many flowers. Never have you will ever see more flowers more in one, flowers. one place. Um, so everyone and everyone loves the Rose Parade. So let's get to our movies then. Uh, we have Rocky Mountain Christmas coming up this week, Saturday, December 21st, starring Lindy Booth, Christopher Palaha, and Treat Williams. What is he in? I can't. Ooh. What is Christopher in? It, all I know is he's in Christopher. some Hallmark movie where he falls off a treadmill. 
Oh, I, there's I don't a Christmas know. movie, and there he's trying to work out to like impress the girl. No, it's not a Christmas movie. It's the one about where she's trying to do dating by the the dater's handbook. Oh, the and he's handbook. the guy that doesn't meet the qualifications. <laughs> That's funny. And yet she keeps hanging out with him. And he's does anyone know this? I know our Hallmarkies watching and listening know this. And They'll he falls you know. off the treadmill. He's iconic. That's fine. Uh, Christopher Palaha was also in a movie last year with Chesapeake. Shores star uh, Amelia Ellerup in yes. uh, Hearts of Christmas. Yes. Great film. That aired last year. So Rocky Mountain Christmas, to Saturday, December 21st. Then also we have, uh, sorry, that's actually Friday. Um, Friday. And then we have Christmas Getaway on Hallmark Channel starring Bridget Regan and Travis Van Winkle. That's Saturday, December 23rd. Which, that is the one where they're double booked at the same cottage or something. Yeah. It's super cute. I yeah. actually am really excited That reminds that me of uh, Love at Paradise, which was a summer movie this year where they, uh, a woman and her Love kids, on the Shore? Yeah, yeah, Love on the Shore. It's on my DVR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only Marissa and I. I have Love at the Shore it on ha- my DVR. It's the same concept where they're stuck in the same cabin yes um that was throughout the whole it will it's actually a beach house um same deal um so that's saturday now then also leading up to when calls the heart obviously um december 25th an actual christmas it is the christmas special so many hearties are going crazy they finally have the preview bowling preview out so many people are going to tune into that. That's Monday, December twenty fifth. Yeah, are you going to watch it? I'm going you to have watch to. it. You have to. I will. Yeah, and the great thing about the Christmas movies is that they're very standalone. So even if you haven't watched the show, the the movie right. special will make sense on its own. Yeah. So we're we're also if you guys missed James Lott Jr. and my Periscope that we just did, we're coming back for When Calls the Heart. Special recap after show, um, January four fifth. Oh my goodness, numbers. That's the f- it's the fourth. Sorry, oh numbers. January fourth, Thursday, Thursday, January fourth at five p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and our show is coming back January eighth. That's it, you guys. Whoo! What a show. What a year. What a three. Three, I was about to say three decades. Yes. 30 Christmas movies. 30 Christmas movies. There's no movies. term that I'm looking for, but 30. 30, and we're actually coming back and talking about the remainder three. And two New Year's ones. And two New Year's ones. We can do it. Uh, two, right? We've two, done. At yeah. least two New Year's. At least two yeah. by the so, time we come back. Plenty so, more on the way, and we're not, we haven't even gotten into Winterfest. So. Right. I hope everyone has a great, safe holiday and a Merry Christmas. Stefan, in the meantime, where can everyone follow you? Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Lovegrove. All right, and you can follow me everywhere at Serafini TV. Thank you, Nikki Whelan, for joining us. Amazing things. We love Romans at Reindeer Lodge. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you next year. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. After Buzz TV. 